This program is brought to you by RBC. In order to speak up for inclusion, we need to speak about inclusion. I'm Anna Karina Tabunyar, and this is More Talent Untapped. Conversations about unconventional, sometimes underestimated talent, and the differences that connect us. You just have to live moment, moment by moment and uh, try not to dwell on, on uh, your situation. Find something to um, distract you, basically, from the, from the reality of the situation. Uh, there's, there's always hope. Paul Wing has been living with Parkinson's disease for over a decade. The neurological disease affects every aspect of his life, from his movement and mobility to his eating and memory. Paul and I share a special connection. It started as newsroom colleagues and progressed through our parallel journeys with disability. I reached out to him to see how he's managing Parkinson's and the pandemic. He and his wife, Kathy, work every day to consciously combat an isolating disease during an isolating time. Parkinson's has weakened Paul's voice. When it starts to fade, Kathy completes his sentences. When he loses his train of thought, she gives him a whisper. They recently celebrated 35 years of marriage. They've marked a lot of milestones together. Perhaps the most momentous was in 2015, Paul's brain stimulation surgery. Paul remembers it vividly. Well, it's an example of being under anesthetic for five hours in the operating room, of being conscious, and uh, having two, two plugs uh, removed from my skull and, and stock, uh, two stocks. Uh, two plugs removed from your skull? Is that what you just said? Yes. <laughs> they, 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 they drilled it out. And uh, they put uh, two stocks down those uh, holes into my brain and got electricity to it. And I got up and started walking the next day. It was amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a, um, a heart. Um, people with heart conditions have pacemakers. Yes. Mine, 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 mine's electrical. It supplies electrical currents in the brain. And um, uh, it, um, maybe, maybe you don't know why it works so, so well, but it does work. So it's really changed the quality of your life? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at the point where I was freezing. Uh, I was freezing in place for an hour at a time, and I couldn't walk. Uh, I, was, I was using a cane, and uh, after the operation, I just threw that away and started, started, started my life over again. Physically, he was in decline, and then the brain surgery gave him really all his mobility back. It's been quite incredible. So, you know, he's a lot more active. He could became more independent to go out on his own, join clubs, you know, uh, play sports. So yeah, it was pretty life changing. My voice is, uh, deteriorating as you can tell and uh, uh, it's, 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 yeah, I have to learn to shout more talk about uh, but uh, ha- having COVID and uh, putting a mask over my, my uh, mouth doesn't help uh, doesn't help communication very well 
the person I'm speaking with can't see my mouth. So, uh, and it's muffled and so on. That's pretty frustrating. And what do you do? How do you get your message across? I shout. That was super clear. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, rude. You know, it's, uh, what's that guy shouting about? So apart from the physical distancing and the isolation, um, how else has it impacted your life? Taking, taking away some of my um, independence because I'm nervous now. When I, when I go out, uh, not only... Uh, um, I've lost my independence. Uh, I feel nervous when I'm out there, uh, outside of my house. Uh, but uh, I, I have to go out. Oh, I'm going so crazy. And how do you overcome that? You know, that fear balanced with the need to go out and have some sense of normalcy. I, I, I have a, a group of friends. We, we do uh, uh, social distancing dinners together uh, once a week, and that's, uh, that's something that I look forward to. Uh, and I just, I just, I guess I'm fatalistic. I, I, I just have to go out. It's unpredictable. I, I set around to do a task, and halfway through, I have to stop it. So, so there's no sense of uh, completion. You know, it's uh, fragmented. We try to have some kind of a routine, though, as I said, you know, like regular exercise, you know, working on his voice. Uh, and then trying to see people um, as much as possible because I think the social contact is so important for the mental well-being. Well, as I said, uh, you just have to live moment, moment by moment and uh, uh, try, not to, try not to dwell on, on uh, your situation. Find something to um, distract you, basically, from, from the reality of the situation. Uh, there's, there's always hope. I mean, I, I, uh, when I had my brain operation, that was my hope. I hope that I recovered, and I did to a degree. So what's the next milestone for you? Uh, we're going traveling. Uh, we, we bought we bought a um, trailer and we'll do some traveling. We we'll go to the cottage and but uh, we'll see. Kathy, my wife is uh, my trainer. So <laughs> you said she's your trainer. Yeah. She keeps on me. <laughs> no, I think it's Kathy his nagger. <laughs> <laughs> I have to um, be on him all the time to remember things like to practice his voice every day, uh, to do exercises that improve his balance. Um, yeah, just little things that should be done regularly to improve uh, those aspects that he's having trouble with. So... Yeah, I feel like a mom again. <laughs> Nagging my kid. <laughs> I'm also curious about 
how the relationship tends to evolve because you referred yourself to as the nagging mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I think, you know, there's certainly memory um, issues like Parkinson's is a neurological condition and it, it you know, it, those things increase uh, with age. So, um, Yes, a lot of uh, reminding Paul just of things to keep him safe. Um, and, yeah, and just trying to keep, uh, you know, keep things safe around the house, you know, um, for him and make sure he's eating really well and uh, just keeping mentally and physically healthy. You said eating well. Is there also like a swallowing component that's connected to Parkinson's? Well, yes, there is. That's definitely an issue, you know, helping him to uh, learn how to eat safely because he has had choking incidents. Um, and there's also been a lot of weight loss. So trying to pack the carbs and the fat and the protein into him. Not something that most people worry about when they're retired. Usually, you know, most of us put on weight, but uh, it's the opposite for him. So you're looking after um, his eating, his memories, his exercise. When you're doing all that, how do you balance your own self-care? Well, there's a lot of things that we do together, which is really good. So we bike a lot. Um, you know, we go camping, go to the cottage. Um, so a lot of the activities. We both do yoga. I do it more than he does. But, um, you know, these are activities that we do together. So. Uh, that's really helpful. I think with COVID, it, it has been hard. I think all couples are struggling with the 24-7 month after month and not not being able to get away on their own. Or And so I think that's something that, you know, we're dealing with like everyone else. But in your case, there's that extra complication. Yes, the nagging as well. Oh, the yeah. nagging. <laughs> <laughs> I think, in fact, you know, our life is pretty good right now. Getting support is really important. I mean, when Paul Parkinson's was worse before the surgery, we were quite involved in the Parkinson's community in Ottawa. And, um, you know, we had groups that we went to, uh, we had a dance group that we went to. We saw people who were in similar circumstances. Um, so I think that's really important. We still, if there's a symposium or a conference happening in Ottawa, we'll go to it, um, get as much information as we can and network with people. Uh, so that kind of thing is really important. And just keep up your social networks as much as you can. There was one thing I forgot to tell Paul. Can you bring him back on? Okay. Here he comes. Remember um, a few years ago um, when I had a really hard time getting out of the house? My mobility yep. wasn't great. My vision wasn't great. Yep. I remember that. You were the one who dragged me out of my house to, to get me to overcome my own fear of falling. And you gave me that sense of security that I could do this. So I don't think I had the chance to say thank you. No, well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was able to do that. You know, it was just 
Um, we usually we, we talk, uh, didn't talk about our, our disability. Regular, regular folks. No, I'm glad, I'm glad that they, uh, glad they help. I think my recovery would have been a lot longer if it weren't for Paul really dragging me out saying, yeah, come on, just two more <laughs> steps. You Come on, come on. We can make it to the end of the block. So that's what Paul did so, for me. So he was nagging you. <laughs> I wouldn't call it nagging. He was encouraging me. He was yes, nudging yes. me forward. And do you see you playing that role for him? Yes, yes. Um, maybe I could be a little more encouraging and less naggy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, that just, uh, you know, reinforces what I was saying about, um, yeah, support networks are so important and reaching out and being with people. Yeah. People who support you in a positive way. That's so important. So now just in the spirit of giving back, what can I do for you? Uh, go for coffee. (laughs) Your patty or mine. (laughs) Paul and Kathy remind me how important it is to nurture our friendships and networks of support. Our family and friends, our neighbors and colleagues all help us combat the isolation that can affect both our physical and mental well-being. They also supply us with a healthy dose of laughter. So I want to send Paul and Kathy a huge thank you for the much appreciated dose they've given me. More Talent Untapped is a sequel to the documentary Talent Untapped. If you're interested in a special screening of the original film, send me a note through my website. That's anna-karina-tabunyar.com. A-N-N-A-K-A-R-I-N-A-T-A-B-U-N-A-R. That's anna-karina-tabunyar.com. More Talent Untapped is made possible by our sponsors, RBC and EARN, the Employment Accessibility Resource Network, an initiative of United Way East Ontario. The people who helped put together the show are Lindsay Voderick, Howard Sonnenberg, Ashley Wright, Colin Van Haddam, and me, Anna Karina Tapunyar. I'm back in two weeks with another episode of More Talent Untapped. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, give it a review or rating, and share it to help us get the word out.